Hello everyone, my name is Sean and this is my podcast, Sean's Music Choice. And in this podcast, I'll be doing simple discussions and giving my basic input on music from reviewing songs old and new, ranking things, and talking about music in general. In this podcast episode, I want to talk about John Mayer and his albums. See, I'm a huge fan of John Mayer. I've listened to him extensively for the past few years, since I would say 7th grade. And uh, I'm a senior now, so I want to rank. I feel like I have a, a good opinion on his music. And obviously, this is solely my own opinion. And I think I definitely have a different view to a lot of his music compared to other people. So basically, today I want to talk about his eight studio albums, which this is in a uh, random order the search for everything born and raised continuum room for squares paradise valley saw rock heavier things and uh, battle studies and so yeah these are his eight studio albums uh maybe i'll talk about his live albums in another in another episode and um his try album will not be included in this topic and it will i, I consider that as a live album of course and also, his Inside Wants Out EP will not be talked about here just because most of the songs are on Room for Squares. So let's start this. At number 8, I would say his lowest ranking album is Battle Studies. See, Battle Studies is a good album. It had songs like Who Says, gems like uh, War of My Life, and heartfelt songs like uh, Heartbreak Warfare and Edge of Desire. But at the same time, I feel like it was too bubbly and there was a bit too much pop in it, which was disappointing in the sense because he had just written like Continuum a few years ago. And so moving back to a heavily pop filled album was, in my opinion, a bit disappointing. And then so, yeah, that's why it's ranked at uh, eighth. Then at seventh, I would say it's heavier things. Heavier Things is a good, a good solid album. There were songs like The Wheel, uh, Wheel, sorry, and um, Daughters, which I adore, but it was, it felt like it was missing something on that album. There was a lot of good songs, and I think it was also because I don't really know what direction he was trying to move in. Uh, when he wrote that, wrote that album. And so is why I put it at 7th. So now 6th, I would say, is Sawbrock. His uh, latest album in 2021. See, this album was 80s inspired. He really wanted to, according to him, he said he really wanted to capture that. He wanted to go back into that 80s bubble again. And I think it was a, it was a decent job. It was a solid album, but... To me, I think it was also a bit all over the place. There were good songs like New Light. And he kept... There songs like New Light and uh, Wild Wild Blue, which were amazingly written songs. But I think he just kept... To me... Now, I saw this somewhere. And I think it perfectly describes Sarbrock. It was... Um, he wrote New Light. And he was so inspired by that 80s album. Uh, 80s vibe to... Um, new light that he kept trying to like force more ideas from that new light into an album 
which obviously did a good job, but you can tell that it was a bit forced. There were some songs like Carry Me Away, which I would say did not really fit that. Would it maybe it did fit that uh, 80s vibe, but it wasn't too wasn't too inspiring. Same as uh, I guess I just feel like I feel like that was a song that um, obviously these were written as singles, but he put it on the album. And I feel like though these aren't really like those songs were like not really they, they, they definitely got like dull after a while, like when you're listening to it. So, yeah, it just got repetitive. And that's why I feel like they were like, that was like the general consensus for Sob Rock. And so that's why I ranked it as sixth. <clears throat> At fifth, I would say is Room for Squares. Now, a lot of people love Room for Squares. Everyone puts it really high. So, to me, you know, I put it at fifth just because I don't think it's a bad album. I think it's a great album. An amazing debut for him. But at the same time, it it just felt there wasn't too, emo- too many, like, emotions, too much emotion filled and that's why compared to like his other albums and obviously that's not not to say that it's because the album is bad it's his debut album so that's why it's you know it's still exemplary for a debut album but yeah that's why i ranked it as fifth just because i feel like there are a lot of his other albums are still a bit better at four i would say is paradise valley Paradise Valley, a lot of people hate on, but for some reason, I, I just, I really love that album a lot. The country feel, it feels like a, it feels like born and raised, but more polished, and he try to go more experimental and dive more deep into the Americana feel, and that's what I loved about it. There's stuff like, there's stuff like, wildfire just like beautifully beautifully written and um you're no one till someone lets you down those songs are just gorgeous and his cover of uh that jj kale song uh call me the breeze wow that was just that was beautiful and that's why i feel like i ranked it at four because furthermore like not even maybe it's like less emotional but at the same time it felt like it definitely had that live album sense that, that's what I love about, like, when he writes songs that has a lot of, like, a live album feel to it, it makes, it, it definitely is, um, it, it definitely, like, uh, makes, makes, makes me more biased towards those songs, because I definitely like that live album feel that he has. And so now, moving on to the top three, at third, I would say, is Born and Raised. See, Born and Raised, obviously, was his first, uh, move towards writing a country-filled album, or country-inspired album, sorry. And obviously, it didn't really have many hits to it, but it was so emotionally filled, and it really just gets you there. So, at in that sense, I feel like the emotional capacity of the of Born and Raised album definitely put it in my top three. Because, and yeah, but the thing is, it definitely had some songs that were too simple, which is why I put it at third. But songs like Queen of California, which is inspired by uh, the song Blues Run the Game, uh, was just also like, yeah, beautifully written, a beautifully written song. 
And now moving to the top two. A second, I would say, is The Search for Everything. Everybody wants John to write Continuum 2.0. In my opinion, the Continuum 2.0 was The Search for Everything. The album was filled. It had a beautiful story to it. It was just so much relatability. Still feel like still feels still feel like your man is such a such a great song. He definitely moved away from too much pop in that song. And it was a, obviously it was an R&B inspired uh, inspired music and I definitely love R&B music so that's why maybe I have a bit of bias as putting it second but not only was it beautifully written and every song I feel like had quite a bit of uh, sophistication to it it also was emotionally filled and so that's why it definitely had two of the things that I love in an album emotions and also a s- I would want to say sophistication because that sounds a bit pretentious. But let's say non-simplicity, a bit of complexity in his music that makes you want to go back and listen to it more and more. And that's what I loved about The Search for Everything and is why I ranked it as second. To me, it was Continuum 2.0. And at first, obviously, to everyone, his top album, in my opinion, is Continuum. All the songs are amazing. He pays homage to the greats of before with the Bold as Love, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, Gravity, all beautifully written songs. Everything in that album was, from top to bottom, was amazingly written. There were some gems, like I'm Gonna Find Another You. That was just under indescribable because he moves away from that pop feel the soul with a soul inspired album and a bit of r&b to it and a bit of obviously a lot of blues it's just to me that was the epitome of modern blues for him to find a balance between writing blues and pop uh, pop or soul or you know whatever finding that modern blues sound in that album and being able to make it connect with so many other people and inspire so many other people, I believe, is why Continuum is John Mayer's magnum, uh, Magnus Opus. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so, that's my ranking of uh, John Mayer's studio albums. Next time, I'll be talking about other, maybe other albums. Maybe I'll compare his live albums, too. And, yeah, this is solely just my opinion, so don't take it take it with a grain of salt i do love john mayer and i've been listening to him extensively i've even like yeah i've searched up like his old music on youtube i found some of his live stuff on archive.org like yeah i just love his music and so yeah that's why i feel like i could do this talk about his uh studio albums so thank you again for tuning in and i hope to see you uh next time